This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is Mr. Ed Haight from MCOR. He's the Director of Business Development. How are you, Ed? I'm doing very well, Corey. Thanks for making time for us, and I'm excited to talk about a few things that you've got going, but can you tell us a little bit about your background first before we get to that? Sure, would love to. So I'm a lifelong career guy in flexible packaging, been in packaging for 37 years. First half of my career was all in R&D product development, developing new uh, packaging materials, a lot of it to help major companies like like Kraft was one of my big customers, helped them roll out new products, solve challenges that they had in you know preserving their products, providing shelf life, ease of opening for consumers, ease of use, that sort of thing. So I started out all in the R&D and product development side. And then the second half of my career, my company started getting into um, healthcare packaging. So packaging of medical devices, uh, pharmaceutical products, uh, medicines, that sort of thing. And I was asked to come over onto that side of the business and, and focus on uh, leading our, our marketing and strategy uh, for the healthcare business. And once I got into the healthcare business, even though that was a relatively small side of our business, I could really identify with, with the, you know, the patients and the applications out there. And I love the challenge of working in a you know, kind of a highly regulated market where child resistance and things like that come into play. And once they got me into healthcare, they, they had a real hard time getting me out. So I've been there. Ever since. <laughs> That's really cool background and not an easy a division to be a part of. I know healthcare is a, it can be challenging, lots of very specific needs and, re- yeah. and requests for that type of packaging. Yeah, I think, you know, couple of the big challenges for me on the food side, you know, everything moved fast. The, you know, the, the large companies wanted to get their new products on the shelf as soon as possible. And, and things could happen in weeks and sometimes months, but very, very fast. And then what was cool was I could see the fruits of my labor helping my customer get a new product on the, on the shelf by going out to the local supermarket and I could <laughs> show off and show my wife, Hey, here's, here's what I worked on. Now, on the healthcare side, things move a little slower because there's a lot more qualification required, a lot more risk assessment. And unfortunately, I don't get to see the fruits of my labor very well unless I've got a big problem in in a surgical center or something like that. So quite a bit different, but, uh, you know, very rewarding to know that you're working on something that can, you know, can truly help, you know, people and their, you know, help them get through a procedure or, you know, get through an illness of that sort of thing. Yeah, good point. You don't want to see your packaging. If no, it's a bad day when I see my package today. Yeah, it's a bad day. <laughs> Whereas it used to be a candy bar or something. Fun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations are due on your on your win in the U.S. Plastics Pact contest. Can you tell us about that and how you entered and what the packaging was? Sure. So it started out, Walmart was a big influencer in this whole competition. Walmart started something up they call their circular connector. 
And it's a, it's a website where they are listing the types of packaging that they want to see their store brand products packaged in, as well as, you know, they're hoping that the power brands that they, that get sold through their stores are also using these sustainable solutions. So Walmart set this all up. They had a form that we had to complete that, you know, listed all the facts about the material that you're recommending for or selling for a particular application. You had to, you know, enter in all the recyclability data, just a, a full lot of data. And that then Walmart would assess and determine whether or not it was something that they felt that they could advocate for. Oh, wow. And if they could, they were going to open it up and, and have this circular connector available to anybody that wanted to go out and find sustainable packaging. Well, they then partnered with the U.S. Plastics Pact to make a contest out of it to draw a little bit more attention to the program and decided to select packaging solutions in four different categories and provide a winner. So we were selected. The AmSky package, which is we'll talk about in a few minutes, was selected as one of the finalists. What was a little bit fun was there was a another package from Amcor for the food side that was also a finalist. So we were actually competing, oh, wow. <laughs> competing against ourselves. And, and then, you know, towards the end, we did go through an interview process with U.S. Plastics Pact, as well as Walmart and others to just verify all the, you know, the claims that we had. And then uh, there was a, a vote. Somehow there was a there was a group of people that are experts in the industry that voted on the solutions, and we were fortunate enough to win with the AmSky product. Oh, excellent! What a cool project, and what a, a way for a large retailer to spur along creative, yeah. sustainable thought mm-hmm. and, and action. Yeah, tell us about AmSky. What makes it different? What makes it sustainable? Sure. So AmSky is the the name that we gave to a pharmaceutical and nutraceutical blister pack. That's the type of packages where you have you know an individual compartment for every pill, and you have to push the pill through the lidding. Right. That particular style of package today, it's it hasn't really changed much in fifty years, and right. it uses one material called PVC. It's a type of plastic that has really been deemed to be a problematic material and non-recyclable. It's almost considered well, it's, it is considered a contaminant in other recycle streams. And the pharmaceutical industry has been really pushing to find a, a solution for quite a few years, and we decided to take on this pretty big challenge to come up with an alternative. And we ended up selecting a plastic material called high-density polyethylene, which is basically the same material that your typical milk jug has been made of for many, many years. And, you know, those milk jugs have been recycled for a very long period of time. So we we redesigned that entire package to use that polymer, one of the most recycled plastics in the world. And it was, it was, there was a lot of challenge to it. It, it, it's, it may sound easy to do something simple, you know, but seems to be simple, but it was very, no. very technically challenging <laughs> because there's, you're replacing a package that's been optimized for 50 years with something totally new that feels, looks different. And we still need to hit all the technical requirements. It's got to be easy for our customers used to pack product in. It can't, mm-hmm. you know, run, you know, 10% of the speed of their, you know, existing equipment. So right. there are a lot of requirements regulatory wise, technical wise, and then just even consumer wise that we had to had to achieve. So it was about a five-year process for us to develop this. And we're really proud of the accomplishment and how how well it is dropping into existing applications. 
Yeah, that's exciting. And, and congratulations. It's an important part to look at the end result, the end environment where this, this packaging material will go. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you mentioned, HGPE is very recyclable. It's number two, yes, uh, which is uh, very sought after and very needed for new milk jugs or new AmSky yep. material. Yep. So that's exciting to see. And yeah, well done. Right on. Yep. You know, and, and our first phase was really to make this package, you know, out of a common material that is recycled. You know, our, our going forward, what we want to do now that we've got it in a, a very recyclable material like high density, the next you know phase is to look at trying to incorporate post-consumer recycle back in yeah. so that we can truly get that circularity that everybody's looking for. There are a lot of challenges on the on the pharma side with you know, regulatory requirements and things like that, but we're up for the challenge. And at least compatibility-wise, we're in a really great material to allow for you know things like post-consumer recycled content. So that's kind of the yeah. next phase that we're going to work on here. Excellent. And are you seeing the municipalities being more excited to recycle this kind of material? Have you seen an uptick in in HDPE recycling or are you just hoping that it goes in the stream like it always has? Yeah, it's a really great question. So the recycling facilities, you know, the the two things that they really like to recycle are PET bottles and rigid high-density polyethylene containers like like are used for milk jugs or for laundry detergent containers, that sort of thing. So those they've got a you know a high demand for those. The recyclers want to use those materials to make a variety of different things. So those are the things they're pretty excited about, as long as well as paper, obviously. So we're in the right category of material. The yeah. one challenge that we do have, I'll be very open about, is the size of a blister pack is relatively small compared right. to some of the larger rigid components. And so the recycling centers tend to not recycle the smaller packages and those smaller. So we are working with them. We are trying to make sure we can figure out how to sort better so that they're going to get a better yield through the sortation. So it's it's a journey. But, you know, without having the package being recyclable, you know, what motivation was there out there to try to sort these smaller packages? So we kind of looked at it proactively. Let's make sure it is compatible with recycled streams and now it does have value and not and now there will be a reason to try to sort it out in the future so we're working on that part of it actually we're working on it both in the US and Europe my my colleagues we've launched this product in Europe as well and my colleagues in Europe are working with the European countries to you know improve sortability and to actually get this this package recycled so we're on the front end of it and we're yeah. we're pushing hard because we didn't do this just for fun. We want to see this package <laughs> recycled, you know. Well said. And so true. If it's if it's not the right material, you're you're guaranteeing that it's not going to get recycled. Right. But ha- having it in a recyclable material yeah. and and probably made from quite a bit of PCR content, yeah. you're guaranteeing that circularity yeah. or at least yeah. improving your odds. Yeah. So, well, well done. There, there's another kind of exciting side to this, and it's it's beyond just the recyclability. Just the conversion from the traditional blister pack that's made of PVC on one side and typically aluminum foil on the other side mm-hmm. to the AmSky product, before you even think about recyclability, just based on the, the base materials, we have estimated an improvement of over 50% in our carbon footprint 
So wow. for, you know, if you exchange out the existing package with AmSky, there, there's about a 50% carbon footprint improvement, which that in itself is, is exciting as well. So I've got a lot of really good news. And if you do recycle, we've estimated, you know, up 70 to 80% improvement in carbon footprint over the non-recyclable current package. Excellent. And I think like we talked about earlier, a lot of companies have made, have made promises and they are, they're reaching for sustainability goals that need to be met. And so this seems like it was something that would fit right into that. Exactly. And that's what we're finding. We're finding, you know, the market leaders who've already made those commitments the companies that you know already talk a lot about sustainability. They're the ones that are picking up with this and running with it. I give Walmart a lot of credit. They've been an inspiration in the packaging industry for a long time, really, really pushing for more recyclability, education of design, all of that sort of thing. And uh, it's they're, they're putting a lot of effort into it. It's not just lip service. They're doing a lot of heavy lifting. And, and many of the other companies that are also aspirational when it comes to sustainability are also taking the lead on this. And and I'd love to tell you about the ones that are ready to launch, but they're <laughs> not quite ready for me to tell you that. But maybe by the time this podcast airs, some there'll be some, some great news. That's the expectation anyway. We'll have you back in six months and we'll talk about those then. How about that? That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, like you said, many, many good things about Walmart and Sam's Club, what they're doing yep. to improve recyclability, improve yep. recycled content. Even I've heard some some stories about how they're recycling at their facilities, allowing customers to bring in PET products with D6. And yep. these these kinds of things are really exciting to see that kind of initiative by a big yeah. retailer. or Well, and I think that's rubbing off on a lot of their competitors in the retail yeah. environment and a lot more are coming on board, but somebody's got to lead. And, uh, you know, that's the position I think Walmart took. And we're trying to do that same thing on the flexible packaging. Our CEO announced back in, in 20, I think it was 2018, that we would have all of our products either recyclable or reusable by 2025. And uh, wow. that wasn't just a marketing gimmick. He changed the whole culture of the company over and re reallocated resources to really make that happen. And, you know, 80% of our R&D efforts these days and, and, and our resources are being focused on achieving that goal. And, and we, we will be able to hit that goal in 2025. So it's, you know, companies that take the leadership and then others, others will follow but it's, it's always, it's always tough to be the leader. Yes. Yes. The leaders often take, take some of the most heat and t- take the, get get hit the most often. So right. well done to to you yeah. and your team there. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah well, it's, uh, I mean, it, it's a, it really makes uh, those of us that are working at the company, it makes us very proud to see that this, you know, this isn't just a marketing gimmick. This is, this is a true commitment. And, uh, you know, everybody believes in it. We're all rallying around it and uh, we're all coming up with new ideas to, you know, to push the agenda even further. So, and uh, we know our competitors are jumping on board too, which is great. You know, I love that. I love hearing about how we, yes, we are competitors, but we are all collaborating. We're working together to improve. And because I frankly don't think we could all do this on our own in our own little silos. Yeah, well said. Important process. Yep, it is. And, and collaboration is, uh, is a key part of it. Our, 
we have people on the various committees, you know, organizations trying to figure out, you know, what's the next step? How can we push the agenda further? How can we work across businesses and and different outlets to to uh, to make things more sustainable? So it's it's kind of fun being able to collaborate in that way with people outside of the company when we all are kind of heading towards the the common goal, right? Excellent. And well said. What do you think companies should be focused on to make their packaging more sustainable? Yeah. Is it all about PCR? You know, I, I hate to just, uh, you know, pick one thing because I think there's <laughs> a variety of things. You know, first of all, just the basic thing we've been doing for years, which is reducing, reduce yep. the amount of plastic, reduce the amount of packaging in general. So doing doing that, simplifying yep. the materials like we did with Amsky, try to simplify into, you know, common recyclable materials, reformulate, make things simpler so they do have value in a recycle stream. Thirdly, absolutely, we want to, you know, try to Turn it, create a circular situation where we are using the the recycled materials that are available back into the packaging. So all of those things are are important, and of course, you don't want to look overlook things like compostability, reusability. So it's it's a it's a broad range of thinking thinking, but and we have to be hitting it on all fronts, I think, to get us there. And we are. I think I think the the world is really working on all of these things. And I was at the event, uh, the Verge event last week, where this U.S. Plastics Pact contest award winners were announced. And just seeing the the extent of which so many companies, a lot of startups as well, are working on trying to just so many different angles around sustainability, carbon footprint, global warming. It's just, it's really fun to see the energy that's out there in this area. Well said. I think that's the answer. It's it's many, many things, lots of different avenues to explore, lots of yeah. ways to address this. And yeah. if we keep coming at it from all different angles, we'll all meet in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Well I done. do think, and I do think too, um, it's not enough just to design packaging to be recyclable. We've got to figure out a way to educate the consumer and make the consumer mm-hmm. more motivated to to do the right thing. And there's two sides to that to that equation. Some consumers don't want to recycle anything; they just they don't want to waste <laughs> the time. You know, it's right. it's effort. I got to put stuff in another another bin. There's a few like that, but then there's the other side as well, where they think everything should be recyclable, so they throw everything into their their mixed recyclables <laughs> bin and. That actually isn't good either, because then it just makes the whole sortation process that more complex at the recycling facilities. So I think there's there's room to figure out how to be able to communicate to that consumer where they're located that this particular package can be recycled, either curbside with your with your clean your garbage pickup or potentially a store drop-off program at a store near you. So there's got to be more, I think there's needs to be more there for the, the consumer to educate them, to get, help them make decisions in real time and 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 do the right thing with the material so it does end up being recycled and reused and or reused. Great points, Ed. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And again, congrats on your, your award. That's really awesome. Thank you, Landsberg Aurora, for sponsoring this podcast. If you're listening, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and give us a review. We appreciate that a lot. Thanks, Ed. Thank you very much, Corey. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve. 
The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.